Good morning, everyone. Chris Berryman here, your host of the Bringing Humanity Back into the Business show. And today's topic is going to be about communication. So let's jump right into it. As you guys may or may not know, I have been working since I was 16 years old. Got technically a learning disability, and for me, it is very critical for me to communicate in a way that I know will be not only best effective for me, but also for other people. And sometimes, and I've seen this firsthand, even when I come out with the so simplest of statements and everything, there are some people <clears throat> who still just don't understand what I'm saying. They kind of look, look at me kind of cross-eyed like, what are you saying and that kind of thing. So the one thing I've been doing lately to really curb that gap is right now I'm listening to a great audio book by John C. Maxwell, which is called Everyone Communicates, But Few Connect. And this is really right up my alley. And the more and more that I've been listening to it, and really taking hold of some of the principles and ideas and paradigms of what John C. Maxwell has not only done himself, but have seen from other great leaders and speakers. I'm like to now to a point that I need to probably try to do this. And I probably have said this in some kind of way, shape, or form in other podcasts before. Or on my LinkedIn videos. When it comes to a communication standpoint or a connector standpoint, we must, as speakers and listeners, reach to a level of commonality and common ground that we can see each other's point of view and we're capturing each other's interest in really getting that rapport and trust and ha having that captive audience of you talking to to a larger crowd than just one person because no matter if you're talking to a hundred people 10,000 people or just one you got to make sure that you're going to captivate them and get them engaged with any and all conversations that you may have. That's one of the biggest things that I really have taken away through this book, that you really have to not only have credibility of what you say and how you say it, but you basically have to also emulate it and basically live what you say. Because credibility is only currency that can only go so far as from a speaker's point of view or, or even a listener's point of view because we as human beings can only give so much credibility to that. And what was so great within the book, on uh, the very last chapter where I was listening to it, they say sometimes it's better to actually borrow credibility for someone who actually has better credibility than yourself and that helps you create more and excitement and enthusiasm and people are more 
able to give you that much more credibility because it's like Oprah Winfrey. She had Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz on her show, so they actually were given instant credibility because of who they knew. And that kind of helps them bolster not only their credentials, but their credentials were well-founded to begin with anyways. But that just adds to that credibility to them and everything. But the one thing that I have seen in a lot of my years in the business world and working for Fortune 500 companies, small mom-and-pop organizations, and everything in between, everyone's going to have a different communication style. But the one thing you got to always be cognizant of and really have a constant way of doing it is you always got to be able to connect and always be able to get to the point, be concise, clear, defined, and everything. And to me, when it comes to a great connector, especially in the business world, we have to do away with all the negativity and prejudging and political uh, inferences and that kind of thing to be able, because see, The mission statement of this podcast and of my and great business partner, Jezreel White, and I's company is, if I help you, you help me, then we help we. Well, for me to be able to help you, I got to truly connect with you first and foremost. Because I'm not going to do you any good if I can't be able to connect with you. And then you do the same. So, it, we, we, like I said, it comes back to that commonality and that common ground standpoint that we have to meet in the middle and really capture each other's interest and really have that trust built on that foundation. So, for me, I like I said, those critical points that got got to be really entrenched into a connection that I really truly want to have with somebody that more often than not people who actually from what I've been reading in this book actually can connect better with people who've either overcome tragedy or have faults that they acknowledge their weaknesses and everything like that people are given more leverage and credence to what they have been through versus someone who might be a great speaker but doesn't really back it up with that credibility factor and really do as they say and do as they do kind of mentality. So I'm trying to really emulate that from what John C. Maxwell has done in this book. And it was like I said, this book was so phenomenal. You must either listen to it or read it to really get a great foothold in the in the realm of communication. Uh, I thought I was a good communicator as it was because people said, well, Chris, you got a gift of gab. You're always able to talk to anybody and everybody. I was like, yeah, I, I, I guess I have a gift for it. 
But see, technically, when it comes down to it, what John C. Maxwell said in the book, there's a lot of skill that can be learned within the realm of communication. And as long as you're able to and be willing to open yourself up to those other great people who can communicate well and connect with others well, then you will be able to really be more polished and more a great communicator because the great quote that I go by, and it's so interconnected with communication, is leaders can't be leaders if they can't follow. Followers can't be followers if they can't lead. And there's a lot of great takeaways that you can get from that quote. And to me, first and foremost, when it comes to leadership communication, leaders must communicate not only effectively, but honestly, transparently, and just genuine being who they are. None of the two-faced stuff, no hidden agendas, no political things going on. Everything is true for who they are. And also, you got to have passion and conviction in what you do. Because sometimes a lot of the non-verbal cues that you give off can actually outweigh a lot of the verbal that you say. So that's one thing I really took away from for all my years of speaking to people. I'm I'm thinking to myself, I may have been doing this the whole entire 180 degree the, the other way. The, and not necessarily the wrong way, but it totally in, in a different direction. But I'm going to start doing a lot of these things, and especially with my learning disability, I'm going to have to figure out a way that's going to be not only very powerful and profound for me to get to where I need to do and be, and I have to be repetitious in it and be able to make it almost like second um, muscle memory retention. And the more I keep doing it, I'll be like second nature and, and that kind of thing. But like I said, it just was so eye-opening to hear some of the things that he said that I thought I was already doing when technically I wasn't. So, for me, getting back to where I've been working at in, in, in all my years of working, a lot of the communicators that I've worked with on a leadership level I don't think has rise to the level of great communicators they might have been good communicators <clears throat> and connectors but not great communicators and connectors that actually were leaders in their professions Because that is, to me, like I said, so critical and so needed now more than ever, ladies and gentlemen. We got to be able to not only connect with people 
so profoundly and so passionately and so honest and upfront and genuine that if we don't do it, people are either not going to truly hear us and connect with us. It's just like in the book. There was like a Dear John letter to to one of these speakers in that John C. Maxwell actually went and uh, kind of listened to, and he kind of thought about this one John Dear John Doe letter that someone has actually written to somebody. Just it, it didn't didn't go out to somebody, but he written it out as for a template for people not to do this kind of thing. And and and, and in the letter, he says. If you're got if you're willing to to meet us halfway, we would love to meet you there. But meet us when you know that you care. And it was so right because see, a lot of speakers don't connect with their audience or their person in front of them or group of people because for one a great connector must care about the people that they're talking to. They must have that genuineness about them. And if they don't care about you as an audience, do they really care what they're going to say on stage or in front of you or whatever? That correlates so profoundly. It's amazing because... It's just like in the book in John C. Maxwell with this uh, guy named Thomas Sewell. He actually came up with a phrase that if you if you have to eat crow, eat it while it's young, so you so you, so you can get it the, the fresh taste in your mouth and, and 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 get it get it done quicker. And that's talking about accountability, not only to an audience, but if you wrong somebody by speaking to somebody. You got to make amends, fess up to your mistakes. Uh, and I think that is so apropos. In a, lot, in a lot of speaking engagements, people tend to put their egos more ahead of what they're truly wanting to try to attain. It's like he had this example in the book that he had basically two lists. He has the connectors and the non-connectors. And he made this list out and he said in the book, I can tell you a lot of the people in here, but I won't. But I can tell you who would be doing these kind of things. And he, and he pointed it out. And then on the, the connector list, these are the people he said that really connected well with the audience. He said it was Mario Cromo, C. Everett Coop, Elizabeth Dole, uh, and 
the things that, that they had that was the commonality between all of them is they were able to connect with the audience. They may have different ways of communicating it and everything like that. And there was also a comedian in there. I forget his name, but he was actually a stand-up comedian in uh, in Washington, D.C. And he used, used a lot of illustrations uh, uh, in his speaking. But that's what we have to do. We have to figure out ways, not only from a first impression standpoint, but a second, third, fourth, fifth engagement, or if it's a family member, wife, uh, boss at work, whatever, we got to find better ways to connect with, with each other. And like I said, meet on that common ground standpoint that not only are you excited about hearing from me, but I'm excited to hear from you. And like I said, passion and conviction is a big thing. So, how does your boss or your supervisor or your administrator or a vendor at your business treat you? Because in this book, John C. Maxwell did even point out that the this the CEO of Sonovas Financial Group said the way we run our business is run by the golden rule. And I thought that was so phenomenal. Speak to people like the way you want to be spoken to. I think that is phenomenal. That truly is. It's like my wife right now today always gets a earful from her pharmacy manager and he always tells her well start telling them what to do start telling them what to do and she says to him i'm not going to do that i was not raised to tell somebody to do something i was always taught to ask and to say please thank you can you help me because that shows a Dominion over somebody or authority and power in a in that way of authoritarianism would go and say if I tell you to jump you jump how how high I tell you and 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 that kind of mentality and you lead with fear and you should never do that. I mean, some people can use fear as a good motivator. But I think fear should not be the, the, the first thing you need to use in the offset. You always need to be positive and upbeat. Uh, and, and he says through this, book, through this book time and time again, the more that you're positive about yourself, the more you can get more positivity out of the conversation. So are, are we truly being positive in a lot of our engagements in interviews and meetings and really truly connecting with one another. Are we just going to end up having the human side of us that's really, I think, as a defense mechanism to a certain extent, that we go the easy 
way out and we either lash out or prejudge or everything like that. And then we start building walls up around ourselves and everything. To me, everything that we do in this life, ladies and gentlemen, is all about balance. How do we balance out to get not only our point across, but to capture an audience or capture a group or capture the one candidate or applicant in our businesses today to get them to do what we want them to do or get to know more about who they are? How do we strike that great balance of communication? And I think it's 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 twofold. One, like I said, you you got to be genuine and honest, upfront, and authentic. But yet, number two, you also have to be humble, a willing willingness to admit your mistakes, your your shortcomings, your f- shortfalls, and everything. It's like I I can tell you right now, my biggest shortcoming. With me, especially having a learning disability, is how do I truly get my point across? Because it's almost like a hundred ways to Sunday I can say the same thing a hundred different times. And there's some people who just don't get it. Even though I do still technically say it in perfect English, say it that this is what it's about, but... Like I said, sometimes there's that disconnect that people just don't understand what I come out and tell them and that kind of thing. And that's why I hate talking via text, chat, and everything like that. Because that truly doesn't really convey a lot for me. And and that's one thing I don't like to do. I like to really actually have an engaging conversation over the phone or in person. But that's one thing I'm still trying to, to, to attain to get better communicating to what I'm doing and just tell people this is what I'm doing, this is what I want to attain, this is what I want to be able to be able to change this process or whatever the case may be. But like I said, true open minded people are going to be more willing in understanding the fact if they truly have that open mind. So we almost got to go in with not blinders on, but with more like a great willingness to be humbled to the speaker or to the interviewer or to our boss and that kind of thing. And, and it works in, in in tandem. We got to be as speakers the same way. We got to be open. We got to be honest. We got to be letting the audience engage with us. And, and sometimes, more often than not, the more that we ask questions of one another, the better off we'll be. And my other shortcoming that I have to tell you, I mean... I have a lot of patience, but there's a different patience for me when it comes to speaking. For me, when it comes to speaking, 
I get frustrated so profusely to the extent of when people just don't get what I tell them, and it just it did, and I don't know why it burns me up, but it does. And, and and I've gotten better through the years, but that's one thing I still fight till to this day is. I tell my wife, hey, I told this person this, that, and the other in the three ways to Sunday kind of scenario. The same thing, but just from three different points of view, it's the same thing, and they still didn't get it. So my wife says, well, sometimes you just can't connect with people. Sometimes people just don't either understand or don't want to understand. And that's another thing. Do we get to that point in our lives that we get so prejudging of other people or we put those walls up that we don't want to listen and we cut people off right from the get-go because we we want to turn people out because either of the nature of the position that we're in, an owner, manager, supervisor, administrator, politician uh, CEOs if we had that position of authority to me we should be more open minded and more engaging and more transparent to the people that we're, t we're talking to because even as everyday people we should be that way anyways. But I give more more credence to those individuals because if they are truly wanting to have the success of others first, ahead of their own, because that's the way our company is going to be set up as, is we're going to put the, the needs of not only companies but individuals ahead of what we want to attain for, for our company. And also for this podcast, because I believe in selfless servant leader mentality is the best way forward. And you got to have a little bit that of that humble pie, so to speak, to be truly understanding to what someone else wants to hear from you or you want to hear from them. And like I said, it comes back to commonality. But I, in a lot of the places that I've worked, ladies and gentlemen, I've not seen that. And I don't understand why. It is beyond me to see these people who work for Fortune 500 companies, who's probably a great entrepreneur, who's opened a lot of different concepts in been franchised by, let's say, the likes of McDonald's or uh, Golden Corral or whatever. But the one thing you still got to do is no matter if you're a franchisee or working for a corporate uh, Fortune 500 company or just one store alone that you have, you always have to be an effective 
communicator and connector with everybody. People who come inside your store, outside your store, your vendors, your partners, your advertisers, everybody's got to have the same level of communication. Of course, humanly possible and to a certain extent because every business dynamic is different. But we got to have that universality to what we're doing. We can't be this one great communicator inside a business, but then outside we're, we're nothing. We just let, let it go in one ear and out the other. And see, that's where a lot of businesses, I think, fail. Because when their turnover starts to get really high and they can't keep the people that they want to keep, it's because... A lot of their employees tuned those leaders out because they didn't have that way to connect with them and truly connect. So, I want to hear from you all today on this great topic about communication. And what I'll do is I will put in the description of today's episode the audiobook that I have finished reading and continual, continually was still listening on it from, from time to time. But I think you will get a lot from a lot of John C. Maxwell's books. He's a great leader. He was actually a preacher by trade uh, in a small town church. But he has risen to the ranks of really not only motivational coaching not speaking, but motivational coaching because he even says that in the book. But how to view and attain great leadership qualities and how how to really to connect with people. Not only on that human level, but on, on every level that we work at uh, each and every single day of our lives. Uh my my the the other book that I really love and I gave this to a uh, boss of mine years ago when I worked at Lowe's was uh, the other John C. Maxwell book is uh, Failing Forward and he ties in a little bit of what Failing Forward was done in this book uh, from Failing Forward that. Of course, you have to admit your failures to be able to move forward. But see, failure can be the ultimate teacher. And the more that we move forward and never backward is the, the way he really truly wants to see us to, to, to move on from a leadership standpoint. Because the more that we always are moving backwards, we're never making any headway. Our leadership credibility goes further and further down down as far as if you was if you was to put yourself on a a, a, a a credibility scale if you had like a five star rating you if you keep on going backwards you would go from a five to a four to a three to a two to a one and then next thing you know you have no credibility and I, like I said in a lot of these businesses some of the leaders in those businesses sometimes their credibility is probably mid-level maybe and then sometimes lower it depends on what they've been doing but I encourage a lot of you guys 
ladies and gentlemen, please start listening to some of John C. Maxwell's uh, books. And there's also other great people. I've even was told by one of the people in this mastermind group that I was in on this book. He says, you almost sound like you're a little bit like Zig Ziglar. And he, he actually mentioned Zig Ziglar in this book. And I was kind of surprised when I heard about that. I was like, my God, someone just mentioned to me that I was like Zig Ziglar. So, please, I would like to, like I said, truly I want to have an engaging conversation with you, ladies and gentlemen, on this great topic about communication. I will put my LinkedIn profile also in the description today's episode in the description box. Please reach out to me on LinkedIn. Send me a message or a comment, show suggestion on what you thought about today's episode. Was it really meaningful to you? What did you get out of it? What more would you like to see more on the show? Everything. Because this podcast is for you. It's not for me. Because I want this to be a resource for everyone to be able to have a, a not only a venue to, to go and to be heard, but also to gain more profound knowledge and insights into how to help others to help others. Because it comes down to the mistation of this podcast and mine, Jezreel's uh, company. If I help you, you help me, then we help we. And if we can do that on a better communicative standpoint, I'd rather do that than anything else because to me, communication is key. Oh, in the other communicators list, like I said earlier, I just now thought up another two names uh, that was in there. Colin Powell is actually one of the also the other speaker that John C. Maxwell went to see. So. Even people in the military can be great communicators too, as well. Uh, that that just popped in my mind. So, but please, I'd like to hear from you, ladies and gentlemen. Tell me what you think. However, me and my great business partner Jezreel White can be able to help you or or your business. Please let us know. Uh, we're here for you, and let's get the conversation going. Let's get it to where. Everybody achieves more together, not only on a communication standpoint, but a work process standpoint, making people feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. And if we can do that, I think we have an awesome opportunity to really impact not only businesses in the way that they need to move forward, but more importantly, that we can have an impact, however it be it so small, on the everyday men and women who make this country great in those businesses, those forgotten men and women that a lot of businesses who don't care about them. We want to help you not only be a better communicator, but a better leader, a better entrepreneur, a better person who can always be willing to help others first and put the needs of others first. We want to help everybody here. Uh, and it's like what 
uh, Jezreel said to me many, many times, it's not who you know that you know that you need to know. It's who you don't know is who you need to know. So we're here for you. Please, like I said, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Let's start that conversation. Let's see how we can help each other. Because the more that we can help each other, the more we can help others. All right, everyone. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for supporting the podcast and subscribing on multiple podcast platforms. Uh, Please stay engaged with me. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. And uh, you guys have a great and marvelous Monday. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you very much. Have an awesome and great Monday today.